I want to introduce a, a great friend of mine that I've got to know over the last couple of years or so. Um, he is, um, his name is Josh Moxon. He's uh, that travelling fan clubber with you as well tonight, Josh. He's the youth leader at uh, Trinity, great church at the other side of town. Uh, got to know Josh, as I say, and um, he's, a, he's a great guy with a great passion to serve young people and serve church as a whole. So it's fantastic that he's with us tonight. So, Josh, would you just come out? Let's, let's welcome Josh as he comes. Uh, it's great that God is actually uniting the churches across uh, Long Eaton. Yeah. And uh, every week we are um, playing football against... Well, it started out as Team Trinity against yeah, Team yeah. Fuse at yeah. Oasis. I'd like to say we won the first match. No, you didn't. No, no I'd like to say we won oh, right, the first yeah, yeah, match. No, I get that, I get that. I get that. I'd like to say that I'm a far superior player than you as well, Josh. You were, didn't you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Second time, though, didn't we draw? Something like that, yeah. I think, so. we, I think I, you won the one after as well, so let's not get too worried. Okay. It's all, all about church unity anyway. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Uh, and um, doing Costa together as well, Costa event, which uh, hopefully we're planning another one up ahead. So great to see churches working together in unity. Yeah. But um, it's, it's great that Josh is with us, so... Um, inspiring guy. I want to encourage us that we have open hearts and ears to sh- uh, listen to what Josh is going to share. Check you, te- te- you, Mr. Techno. iPad. Sabat. Yeah. Andy said to me earlier, he's got an iPad mini. He said, I don't, I don't speak off these in case the battery goes halfway through. So it will be shame on me if it does. But, um, but hopefully, hopefully not. Andy said I could finish at about 11.30pm. Does that sound alright? Yeah? No, I, I'm joking. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting, all of the, obviously, baptisms uh, is about people making this public declaration of their love for God, which is it's just a, it's such an exciting thing to see, such an amazing thing to see. But also, just through the theme of this whole service, we've been talking about Jesus changes lives, we've been talking about love. Um, the guy leading worship, I think it's at Jordan, I'm not sure, but uh, he, he's talking about how, you know, yeah, we're sinners, this old-fashioned word, but but Jesus changes lives. Um, so maybe God is trying to say something to us tonight because I want to tell you a story from the Bible, a story from the New Testament, um, and it's a story of love, and it's about how Jesus came to this guy's house for tea and completely changed his life. So yeah, I am Josh. Uh, just a little bit about me so that maybe you don't feel like I'm a stranger as much. I'm getting married in three months' time, and I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah. It's going to be great. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, I'm getting married in three months. I'm really looking forward to that. I am the youth leader at Trinity. I've been there for about three years now, and I've had the privilege of being able to work with Andy. And I just want to commend him in front of you guys. This guy is great. This guy inspires me. Um, this guy has got a heart for God. And all of the work that you see him do is just a small proportion of what he does here. So I just want to commend him to you guys because he's great. And it is a privilege to be here this evening, so thank you for having me. Even though you didn't invite me, but Andy did, so it's, it's great, still great to be here. Um, but, yeah, thanks, mate. A last-minute replacement. Um, I'm not, you know, baptisms is saying I'm not ashamed to be part of God's family. It's, it's this public announcement that the love of God has led somebody to say, yeah, God loves me, but I want to do something about that. I want to make this public declaration. I want to be obedient to what Scripture says. 
and I want to step out and I want to respond to the love of God. I want to do something physical. And so for, I don't know if they're all in here yet, but well done again to you guys who've got baptized today. And as Andy said earlier, maybe, maybe tonight's made you think. Maybe tonight's made you think that maybe baptism is the next step for you. For me, I, uh, I've been brought up in a Christian family. Uh, when I decided to get baptized, for me, it was the step between my parents' faith and then owning my faith for myself. Um, my parents are great. They're still great. <laughs> they still love me. They all of this. But it was the moment where I decided that it wasn't just real for my family. It was real. It was personal. It was real for me. And, and I'd encourage you that if you have never made that decision before, to say that it's real for me. This isn't something that I've just inherited. This isn't something that is supposedly the best thing to do. I'd encourage you to, to make that decision that it can be real for you. Just you. Great. So love. We encounter, when we encounter God's love, when we encounter true love, everything changes. When we encounter the love of Jesus, we can't help but respond. If we open ourselves up to the love of Jesus, there is, you can't help but respond. You really can't. This love is for, it's for everyone. It's for everybody here, but it's for everyone further than that as well. How do we get this love? We allow Jesus to come into our lives. We accept when Jesus says, can I come to your house for tea? We say, yeah, come on in. And I want to tell you a story, like I said, from the Bible. We're not going to read from it today, but it is if you'd like to look at it, either while I talk or in your own time at home. It's in Luke chapter 19, verse 1 to 10. It's about a guy called Zacchaeus. At some point in this, I might call him Zach. I don't know why. I just think it sounds cool. Uh, but Zacchaeus is the name that is written in Scripture. And um, Luke is, is one of the Gospels. In the Gospels, we hear all about this guy, Jesus. And Zacchaeus' story is a story of the day that he met the person that changed everything. I'm going to give you a summary. Uh, Zacchaeus was this short man uh, from... That's just not me thinking that. It says that in Scripture. He was very, he was very small. And uh, he could, Jesus was coming to town. This carpenter's son from Galilee had been causing quite a stir. He was all over the place, uh, and he was doing miracles, and he was saying all these amazing things. And people wanted to see him. People wanted to hear him speak. And Zacchaeus was no different. He wanted to see Jesus so much that because he was small, he decided he was going to climb a sycamore tree. I'm not 100% sure which trees are sycamore trees, but it must have been fairly nimble to do that. But he jumps into this tree because he wants to see Jesus. And Jesus walks along and he sees him and he says, Zacchaeus, come down. I'd like to come to your house for tea. And Zacchaeus is like, great, celebrities come into my house. Uh, and he runs down and they go to, house, to his house for dinner. Now, I don't know. The script, scripture, I think, maybe leaves a little bit of the story out. Um, so this isn't a direct quote from scripture, but there's a bit between when Zacchaeus comes down from the tree and when he says something to Jesus that is obviously in response to spending time with Jesus. He says, uh, you know, Lord, look, I want to give half of everything that I own to the poor. I want to pay back everything I've ever stolen. For somebody to make that kind of change, something had to happen in that middle. And what I believe it was, and what I believe we can take from scripture, is that he met love. He met Jesus and everything changed. I, I think that Jesus was maybe the first person to ever not look at him for the sin that he had done. Zacchaeus was a small, wealthy tax collector. He wasn't just a tax collector, he was the head of tax collectors. Probably didn't actually do very much collecting himself, just took money off all of the other collectors. But he, 
he was not a very nice man. He was also, he was a Jew working for the Romans. So immediately his own people probably didn't like him very much. Um, he was very likely to take, in fact, he says he took more than he should have done. He was greedy. This guy wasn't a nice guy. And Jesus decided that that was where he was going for tea. Jesus decided that that was where he wanted to go. You know, in general, Jesus didn't come for people who had got it all together. People isn't, Jesus is here for everyone, but his, <laughs> he wasn't here to try and sort out everyone who was already fine. Jesus came for these broken people. Like, story, story and story out in the New Testament, we see Jesus identifying with what at the time could only be described as the worst of the worst. He identified with sinners. You know, uh, I'm not saying any of us in here are tax collectors and steal from people and stuff like that, but we all do things that we wish we, we didn't do. We all do things that maybe we wish we hadn't done. So in some ways, all of us have Zacchaeus-like qualities, i.e. we're human and we sin. And I think, I, I don't know about you, I don't know if you can identify this with this, but very often I'll, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to sort this out, and then I'll bring it before God. I'm going to get myself to a place where I feel like, yeah, I read my Bible five days in a row, uh, I've been praying quite a lot, so now I feel like I can come before God and say, oh, thank you that you love me, please show me your love more. And actually, his grace, the grace of Jesus, what he did on the cross, means that we don't need to try and bargain with God. Grace is freely given, we just have to accept it. This love that Zacchaeus saw, this love that Zacchaeus encountered at his dinner table, Jesus came to where he was at. Jesus wants to come to where you're at now. Zacchaeus wasn't fixed, he wasn't whole, he was a broken man. And only the love of Jesus had any chance to do anything for him. Jesus came to his house. You know, sin separates us from God when we do something wrong. This, this word sin, this old-fashioned word maybe, but you know, when we, when we do stuff that we shouldn't do, when we mess up, when we turn away from God, the only reason that sin doesn't separate us from God every time we do it is Jesus. The only reason that we can, can know God is because Jesus paid for everything on the cross. He didn't just pay for Zacchaeus' sin. He didn't just pay for the really big sins. He paid for everything. He paid for everything. Zacchaeus was probably lonely, sad and unloved, but Jesus met with him and everything changed. You know, we're saying we're human and like Zacchaeus, we all need a savior. Now I know there's people in here who have been Christians longer than I've been alive and that's wonderful, that's great. But we're all human. We all do stuff that we wish we, shouldn't, we, wish we hadn't done. And like Zacchaeus... We need a saviour. We need the love of God in our lives, a love that accepts us, a love that gives us security, and a love that brings significance to our lives. Now, whether, like I said, you've been a Christian for, for 50 years or whether you are not a Christian yet, this love accepts us. We are made in God's image. He thinks we are great. It gives us security. We can know our identity in God. We can know that he says, you are my workmanship. People don't spend a short amount of time on a workmanship. God spent time thinking about you. We're his workmanship. We can have security in that. We can take significance through knowing the love of Jesus. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. In God, we have a future. And it's a future of significance in God's family. And I think that Zacchaeus knew this the day that he met Jesus. And I know that we can know that now if we accept Jesus.
And also, I think it's an ongoing thing. You know, we can respond and become a Christian and we can get baptized and, and that is all really good and it's great stuff. But if we're not daily responding to the love of God and allowing it to shape and change our lives, the way that we live, the decisions that we make, maybe we've missed a little bit of the point. I touched on this a little bit earlier, but I think often we try to earn this love. <laughs> Zacchaeus didn't really do anything. All he had to do was say, yeah, yeah, come to my house for dinner. He, like he was rich. Probably, he had loads of food, I expect. Probably loads of really good wine. Probably had a really nice house. It, it, it didn't really cost him too much. He just said yes, and Jesus came to his house. It isn't about what we do. It's about what he did on the cross. It's not about who we are. It's about who he is. This is a love that has no limits. Maybe he's saying to me, but Josh, you don't know what I've done. You don't know about my past. You don't know the troubles that I've been through. You don't know the horrible things that I've said to people. You don't know the horrible things that I've done, the things that I, I, I try and block out my mind because I'm sure, so ashamed. You don't know the difficulties that I've been through. Yeah, no, I don't. But Jesus does. And his love is enough. That I know. Zacchaeus, probably in this process, in his mind, was going back to maybe things that he learned when he was a boy um, in the synagogue and thinking, maybe this guy is, maybe this guy's him. Maybe this guy is the Messiah. Maybe this is the guy that, if I respond to him, this this will make a difference. Something can happen in my life. But my guess is that Zacchaeus, probably when he was going through his process, was like, oh, but he can't be because if he he was, he'd know what I've done. He'd know that he's not going to really want to be here. I'm a sinner. I've done terrible things. And you know, we see in the story that Zacchaeus responds to this love by changing everything. He was a changed man after this. But Zacchaeus was probably afraid that that Jesus wouldn't accept him. And maybe the grand gesture was part of that, I don't know. He encountered love that day, though. You know, as as maybe a modern-day example, um, during the Christmas season of 2011, Gary Lauriston, as a manager of Sears in downtown Seattle, said that an elderly unnamed man had repaid with interest the cash that he stole in the 1940s. Uh, this, This guy, this... He claims that this man hand-delivered an envelope uh, with $100 in it. This guy said that he'd stolen 20 to 30 and wanted to pay back with interest what he had stolen. Uh, you know, the security cameras caught this. The guys at the company didn't release it. Um, but 2,000 years ago, we've, we read this story about Zacchaeus. He stole money from people as well. And whether Zacchaeus was moved by the forgiveness that Jesus seemed to show him, whether this guy from Seattle was, was moved by guilt or shame. It, it honestly, it, it kind of doesn't matter. Whatever, like, all of the things that could motivate somebody to do these things, it doesn't matter because the grace of God covers it. The love of God covers anything that we can do. We don't have to earn God's forgiveness. We have to accept it. We don't have to earn his grace. It's freely given. The, the weird catch-22 or the weird kind of way that it works that I, I've found is that I've accepted the forgiveness of Jesus in my life and I've accepted his love. And I've found it so amazing and I've found that it's changed my life so much and it's given me so many things that I couldn't have if I didn't know this love that it's caused me to, to want to live for God. It's caused me to want to, to do things for him. It's caused me to want to share what I know. So, yes, forgiveness is freely given. 
Yes, this love doesn't cost us anything. But if we truly grasp this love, we can't help but change. We can't help but respond. Maybe you know that love. Maybe you want to know that love to a deeper level tonight. Zacchaeus changed everything because Jesus came for tea. Jesus came to his house, to where he was at, to his sin, to his rubbish. Jesus didn't say, I'm not coming back to your house. I'll sort you out here from a distance. He came and he identified and he loved. And because of that, this guy Zacchaeus was changed. And the same offers here for us today. I'm, I wasn't planning on speaking to you for long and I'm, and I'm, I'm still not going to. But as I kind of come into close, I think that there's a lot of ways that you can respond in your own heart that I'm not going to be able to, to say from here because it will take too long and we will be here till 11.30. But Jesus is here for you. There is nothing that you could have done that would mean the love of Jesus is not available to you this evening. Maybe today uh, you have a specific situation where you need the love of God to break in. Maybe for some of you there's some family breakup uh, and actually you don't see that there can be any love through that situation. I want to encourage you to invite the love of God in because the love of God doesn't work by our rules. If the love of God worked by our rules, as a, as a parable in, uh, in the New Testament, Jesus tells about this, uh, this shepherd who had a hundred sheep and one of them went somewhere. And I, I, I don't know if I'm the only person who thought when this guy left 99 sheep to go and find one that he'd miss kind of, what, a bit of an idiot? I don't know. But, but that is what, that, God's love and God's grace is unreasonable. It's not restricted by mathematical principles. It's not restricted by logic because he just loves. He just wants to show grace. So whatever situations you might be thinking of now where you're like, I need the love of God to break in, but I don't think he can. Don't hear this just from me saying it. Because actually, I believe that the Holy Spirit can, can make this a reality for you tonight. It's not the words that I say, it's what God does. But open yourselves up to God tonight. We're going to have a time of worship again in a minute, I think. Open yourselves up to what? The love that, that can, can overflow in us if we just open ourselves up to God. Maybe like Zacchaeus, there's something that you need to change. Maybe there is a, you know, I think that repentance should be part of our, of our daily lives. Coming before God and saying, you know what, God, test me, know me. See if there's anything in me that is offensive. See if there's anything in me that, that isn't okay, and then lead me in your way. That should be a daily thing. That should be something that we're, we're just wanting to be so like Jesus that we want to we make sure that we are coming back to God and saying, Sorry. So maybe there's something like Zacchaeus did that you need to repent of and turn away from. This is my, this is my last slide. Um, thanks, guys. Uh, three, three things, three categories. And like I said a minute ago, this isn't the be-all and end-all. If you want to respond uh, to this love that we've heard about, not just from myself, but through seeing these baptisms, through seeing people's lives changed, through their testimonies, through through worship. Maybe you're a Christian today and you'd find it helpful to just recommit your life to Jesus and say, you know what, I do accept your love again. I do accept your love again. Maybe you want to respond for the first time. I'm going to invite Andy up uh, very, very shortly and he's going to sort out how we're going to do this. But maybe you want to respond for the first time to the love of God and say, you know what, yeah, I'm not, definitely not perfect. Yeah, I've done stuff wrong, but I want to know this love that changes everything. I want to know this love.
that can give me a hope and a future. I want to know this love that ultimately, when we accept it, gives us eternal life. Maybe you want to do that for the first time today. And maybe thinking about, finally, maybe thinking about the love of God this evening has made you realize that you just want to know that to a greater level. You just want to open yourself up to say, I want your love to cover everything that's going on in my life. And that by doing that, we're saying, yeah, I want to know God's love. I want to know God's peace. I want to know his grace. But we're saying as well that we want that to change us, that we're willing for it to change us. Maybe like Andy said earlier, and a few people have mentioned, maybe, maybe we want to respond to this love by making a decision towards baptism. Maybe that is something that, you know, and I'd encourage you to, to talk to your Christian friends, your parents, your church leaders. These guys have got, got wisdom that they can bring on that stuff. Um, I'm going to pray and then join her. Father, I want to thank you for this evening. I want to thank you for the guys that we've seen uh, baptized. I want to thank you that your love changes lives. I want to thank you that we don't have to earn this love. We don't have to earn uh, the grace for the stuff that we do wrong. It's freely given. It's here for us today. Father, as we respond to you, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is here. And we welcome you.